Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and, and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, welcome to episode 204 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. My name's Ian Unsegray, and in this show, we level up your confidence. We get you to communicate much more effectively in front of the camera with episode 204. I can't believe that. We are moving forwards into the 200s, and we've been talking a lot about confidence stories in the last few weeks. And that is, I think that's one of my passions, is to help business owners help entrepreneurs get more confident because it's a difficult world that we live in. Uh, it's it's becoming more and more difficult to create content content uh, to run our businesses so, since, since we've had uh, the last few years at least. Well, in today's episode, um, I'm very excited because I want to introduce to you a new friend of mine, uh, Frank Pendergast, and he is a co-author of this book, the most amazing marketing book ever, together with, I think, 35 authors? I'm going to check with Frank in a minute. Uh, it's been a, an amazing pleasure to meet Frank, and um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about his success story, we're going to talk about his background, and we're going to talk about the book as well. And then I'm going to invite him back for another episode... Uh, to talk a little bit more about AI, because Frank has been going into this journey of amazing amazingness, really, with, with AI, and I want to pick his brains on that. Well, enough of me gibbering on. Let's bring in Frank. Frank is one half of husband and wife team Frank and Marcy, an award-winning digital marketing group who helps solopreneurs and small businesses grow online and rise above the blah. Frank is also the owner of the most talked about moustache in the marketing world. And you can connect with them on LinkedIn and at www.frankandmarcy.com. Welcome to the show, Frank. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thanks, Ian. Beautiful introduction. Thank you very much. And I normally, at this point, I normally get, I do the cheering sounds. It's a little bit delayed, but there you go. Um, but okay, enough, enough of that. I don't, I don't, don't give you a big, big head or anything. Um, but as a, as an actor, obviously that, that's, that makes all the difference. The, the applause, the, the, uh, the cheering, doesn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, I, it does. Uh, but I have to say, I am a, I'm a big lover of screen acting over oh. stage acting. I have to admit, I have done a lot of stage acting. Um, but um, yeah, I actually love the screen where there's no applause. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because like one of the things that I, I have to admit, I do quite like, I do like quite like the applause, or I do quite like harnessing off the energy in the room. So I might actually come back to you on that. Because one of the things I've talked a lot about on the show is, is how do we, how do we get across, how do we get over that nervous energy, uh, or that, that nervousness that we have going live and often when you speak on stage, you can harness off the energy of the room. Anyway, I'll, we can go back to that. But we we met uh, not that long ago, really, um, uh, in the Rise community. So this is Mark Schaefer's uh, online community. It's a Discord community. And uh, 
we got involved with this book. But I'd, I'd love to know, how how did you first of all get involved in the RISE community? Um, and how did you get involved with the book, which is this most amazing marketing book ever, which we've been talking about on the show a few times? Yeah, well, the RISE community was an interesting one because um, it was one of those things where the universe just clearly wanted me to be in the RISE community and connect with Mark Schaefer because I just reached a point online where um, I came across Mark Schaefer, I think the first time was on Alistair McDermott's podcast, um, which is a great podcast. And I heard Mark Schaefer and I just thought, wow, this guy is really interesting. I'm loving everything he's saying. And from that moment on, it was like Mark Schaefer was everywhere for me. I was in um, a community called Espresso Plus with John Aspirian. Um, it turned out he was John Aspirian's mentor. John Aspirian um, recommended one of his books to me. Mark Masters was also in Espresso Plus, and he has a community called You Are the Media, which I also joined. He brought Mark Schaefer over to the UK for an event. So I traveled over to the UK, uh, met Mark, became part of the Rise community. And yeah, it, it was just like, it was just like it, it, Mark Schaefer was everywhere. And I was like, okay, I clearly, I need to get involved here. That's so funny. We should, we, there should be a podcast on how people, how we've met Mark because we've all got yeah. all stories. Yeah. <laughs> I had a similar, I had a similar thing. So I actually first met Mark uh, about 10 years ago at a conference. So somebody uh, brought over, Mark, brought Mark over to a conference in Wales, in Cardiff. And that's where I met him. And he blew me away totally with, it's not just his knowledge, but also his generosity. He's just such a generous person and very kind-hearted. And so that's how I met him. And yeah, but 10 years later, we've, we're have we both in the RISE community, which is, I think what I love about it is the the honesty that we have, but also the there's just so many smart people. We have these really deep conversations. Um, so it's, if, if you're into small talk, <laughs> um, you need to be prepared for this because it, it's quite deep. We go into lots of different areas like um, AI, the metaverse, the future of marketing. But the book, what was your, how did you get started? What, you know, what made you get involved with the book? What, what was mm. your, your story there? Well, you know, I don't think, so myself, I work with my wife, Marcy, and, and we both joined Rise and I think we were pretty new to Rise and um, the book came up as a as a project and we both just thought, wow, I mean, this is an incredibly ambitious sounding project and it would be an amazing thing to be involved with. But I also think, you know, we were quite new to Rise and we thought, well, maybe it's not, you know, maybe we're too new to to expect to be a part of this. So we were kind of taking a maybe we should just like wait and see approach and um uh it was uh it was uh oh god my my mind's gone blank it was john taylor who uh reached out to us and said you guys need to uh be involved in this you need to you need to um put yourselves forward so i don't know if she read our minds or what happened um but she was dead right we put ourselves forward and uh we wrote the chapter on marketing research yeah, it's and this is this is the cool thing about this book. There are different chapters. How many chapters are there? Is it thirty six? Um, yeah, th thirty four. Sorry, thirty four chapters from thirty six authors. Let's get it right, um, because obviously you <laughs> wrote this together with your wife Marcy, and 
there's just something for everyone in here, which is great. And okay, this I know this sounds like an ad, but it is it's it's just been such an exciting project to be a part of. And I don't know about you, but I I have I have had books, collaborative books before. I've read collaborative books and they can sometimes be a little bit disjointed. Somehow this kind of all comes together. There's just so much in in there, um, which is great. Totally, totally agree. And also, again, this probably sounds like an ad, but I <laughs> was just saying to someone the other day that like this book is so easy to promote because I can put my hand on my heart and say, I got a lot out of reading this book. Um, yeah. And I can say that so easily because it's nothing to do with me. It's all of the other authors. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's an it's an incredibly easy book to say to people, yeah, you should get this book. It's really good. It's full of inspiration and ideas and just nuggets of gold. Yeah, absolutely. And so you, you wrote the chapter on you can't afford to ignore marketing research. So um, tell us a little about what you do um, in your day job, I suppose, and and how that it, 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 how you kind of came about to to write the chapter on uh, marketing research because it's a really interesting chapter. I, it's not a subject that I know that much about, um, and so I, I found it really fascinating to read. So tell us a little bit more about what 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 you do day to day, um, and then I'm really interested to dig a little bit deeper and find out about. Don't worry, we're not going to go into your childhood, but we want to know a little bit about your history. And sure. I mentioned that you are you're an actor as well. That really fascinates me. So anyway, the the let's get let's focus in focus. I need to focus. So the book um, and the, the the chapter and what you do. So I mean, we're we're you know we're essentially digital marketers. We help companies rise above the blah. So I mean, one of the reasons that I mentioned them, you know, Mark Schaefer's content resonated with us so much was that he has that human centered focus that we believe in. And so we, a lot of what we do is really helping stories, or sorry, helping businesses um, to bring their personal stories, to bring themselves more to the forefront. So if it's a company, a lot of the time we talk about it as like helping them to kind of step out from behind the logo. And if it's a, a solopreneur, it's just about helping them to bring themselves more fully to their to their marketing, really. Um, that's what we do. Um, a lot of our projects are based around uh, content campaigns. And we also do help people uh, optimize sales pages as well, um, because we kind of we, we want people to have the content that nurtures people, and then we want them to actually arrive at a place where they are likely to take an action. Um, as for how we got to the marketing research chapter, that's a really interesting question because we feel like, and we have, we have resist, we have resisted marketing research ourselves. Uh, we resisted for a long time and we feel like a lot of small businesses resisted. And when myself and Marcy started working together, um, we were originally doing websites. That was kind of the mainstay of what we were doing. And we noticed that nobody ever came to us with the foundational work done to build an effective website. So we built, we, we created an onboarding process and that onboarding process was all really about building your brand. When we started to move away from websites, we realized that that onboarding process was actually vital to everything in marketing. But the one thing that was missing from it was 
marketing research, we were doing all this internal work with people working on their values and working on who their ideal client was. And what we were not doing at that point was going out into the world and actually talking to their ideal clients and saying, well, you know, why did you purchase from them or why didn't you purchase from them? Or, you know, what was it that that made you interested in the company or the business in the first place? And we just realized we, we had to add that into the mix and we did. And it was um, just, it completely transformed the business from our perspective. Um, and so we wanted to share that with people. We wanted to share with you, you need to be doing market research if you really want to transform your marketing and you really want to speak to the people that you want to engage. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I I have done this a few times, um, but I was really encouraged to to do this a lot more. And I don't know, I don't know why I don't do this more often, but I remember I was I spoke to uh, a previous client um, who worked with me. I was I was helping her with her live video and and, co and podcasting, and I just gained so much insight just for for asking her questions. Like, for example, why did you choose me? You know, what's different about me? What attracted you to my services? And it was just really interesting because the answers she gave was so different to what I thought in my head. So that yeah, you know, ga gaining that kind of insight is is so so important. So you need to read the chapter, Frank and Marcy's chapter on on this. It's not just about surveys and things like that, although that's part of it. But it's uh, you know capturing data and and uh, and of course you can you can buy the book book. There's a Kindle book, and you can also listen to Frank's dulcet tones and his wife Marcy's on the audio book. So. Anyway, I wanted to to hear a little bit more about your background because, as as you know, Frank, I trained as a professional singer, and then I've come it got kind of fallen into the the marketing world. I, I say fallen into because it was not on my agenda. I wonder with you, what happened? You know, so, so I'd, I'd love to know your backstory of how you got into acting, and then how you how you then kind of. Well, you haven't necessarily transitioned because you still do acting, but I'd love to tell us a little bit about your, your background there because it's fascinating. So, um, I'll, yeah, <laughs> We're, I'll try and keep it brief. But when I was a kid, all I wanted was to be an artist. Um, you would just always find me in a corner somewhere scribbling with crayons, drawing, you know, um, and that was it. I just wanted to be an artist. Hated school um did the absolute minimum in school that i knew would get me into art college went to art college and my brother said to me very wisely brilliant you want to be an artist you're you know you're really good at drawing you're very talented but if you ever want to make money make sure that you take any computer class that's going in art college and so this was, uh, I don't even remember when it was, but it was back, what, the early 90s, I guess. And the, the internet was just arriving in Ireland and computer rooms were kind of fairly new to, to art colleges. Uh, but I took his advice, took every uh, computer class that was going. Um, and when I got out of college, my brother hired me as a web designer. So the, the marketing and the digital world kind of came first but with a with a kind of an artistic grounding. Um, and then from there, I was working with my brother as a web designer, uh, ended up joining the management team in that company. We went to become directors of another company. We founded a company. But somewhere along the way, I was like, I found myself in a kind of a, in a startup environment in 
a cubicle environment, working for a boss nine to five. And I just, I wasn't there very long when I looked around. I went, hang on, I feel like I've taken a wrong turn. I'm pretty sure I remember saying, I, I want to be an artist. <laughs> um, and so I quit my job. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, I think people thought I was nuts at the time. It was a great job. It was a great company, but I just knew it just wasn't, it just wasn't me. Um, and so how I got into acting was my mom just rang me one day and said, look, I know you're looking around for what it is you might want to do. And there's an acting course on at the weekend. It's acting for screen. And I think that you would really enjoy it. Uh, so I did, I went and I did it. And, um, somehow I, from a, from a weekend learning how to act for screen, I walked out and walked into a part in a, in a theater production. And from there I've, I've kind of, I've, I've acted, um, I've acted and done, worked in the digital space ever since. So interesting. Uh, and it sounds like you, you've got a lot to, you've got to thank your family quite a lot. You've got your mom, your brother, who've kind of guided you along the way. And that's one of the things Absolutely. I think whether it's family or friends, you know, having people around you who are going to encourage you, but also tell you the truth. Um, that's one of the things that I've, I've really been thinking about. So how does like in your day to day work now, how does the artistic and the acting side help you in your business? How, how does it help you? And an interesting add on question that how does it potentially hinder you? Mm, yeah. Um, okay, let's start with the hindrance. I think <laughs> the hindrance is maybe not the artist. Well, is it part of the artistic side that makes me interested and curious about so many things? Um, so I can get distracted very easily. Um, I can go down rabbit holes on all kinds of things. But it works quite well because then Marcy actually has a laser focus and pulls me back on track or, or, or helps me to kind of harness that curiosity in the, in the right places. Um, so I think, I think that is possibly the, the, the hindrance is the, um, yeah, the going down too many rabbit holes and then how it helps. There's actually, I think a kind of an, a kind of an interesting story about that where for a long time, I was trying to keep the digital world and the acting world like utterly separate compartmentalized, um, didn't want people in the digital world to know I was an actor, didn't want people in the acting world to know that I did digital marketing. And to be honest, it was exhausting. Um, and I didn't even really know why, but I was doing a coaching session with a friend of mine and he said, you've built, you've built a wall, you've built this huge wall between the two worlds. And every time you do one job or the other, you have to climb that wall and that's exhausting you. So why don't you just tear that wall down? And, uh, I had never really thought about it, but I just, when he said it, I just knew that he was right. I just felt it. I could feel that, that this wall was a hindrance. Um, and so I did, I worked at kind of like smashing it down. And when I did, I realized that I had been, I had compartmentalized them so much that I was completely and utterly failing to, uh, take the strengths from either side of the wall and apply it and apply them to the other. 
Um, and once I smashed that wall down, I couldn't believe the, I could, you know, it was kind of obvious to me that there was marketing stuff that I should have been doing as an actor to put myself out there more. But what I was really surprised at was the amount of things that tracked back from the acting world to the digital marketing world and to the personal branding world. I think I even mentioned earlier, I said that we help people to bring themselves more fully to their marketing. And that's actually, I've ripped that off from a very famous acting teacher called Sanford Meisner. And he said that um, acting was living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. And I think that personal branding and, and digital marketing should be about living truthfully under digital circumstances, essentially. Um, so there was just so many things that I started to see that tracked back. Um, another one was the the uh, ideal clients or, or personas or dream client profiles that we were helping um, clients put together. As an actor, it's there's kind of you know there's science behind how an actor creates a, a truly compelling performance, and it's to do with the how they imagine this character in you know a completely different set of um, circumstances in these under these imaginary circumstances, uh, they imagine the rich life of this character, and what that does is it creates. Uh, and I'm not going to get the science right or anything because I'm not a science, but it creates like mirror neurons that help them to empathize with this fictional character and therefore create a performance that is much more human, and so. Personas are um, a very divisive thing in the marketing world. And people say, well, these fictitious personas, they're useless, they're just fiction, et cetera, et cetera. To an extent, I agree. I agree that you have to do marketing research to back up any assertions or assumptions that you make. However, if you do fictional personas and you actually spend time imagining the personas, imagining their rich life, imagining their experience of your company, their wants, their needs, that genuinely builds empathy and allows you to become a more empathetic marketer, which I 100% believe in. Yeah, so, I, so, so interesting to hear you say that. And going back to what you said before about, you know, it's so, so funny. <laughs> start with the hindrance, start with the negative. Uh, it's, it's such an such an artist mentality. We always do that, don't we? Uh, and I'm the same. I, I I think the whole rabbit hole thing is interesting because I think it's it can be both a hindrance. And I think you, you kind of said this that, and at least you you have Marcy to to say like Frank, come on, we need to get on with this now. But if I look back, if I look back at, at my successes, it's actually when I did go down the rabbit hole. And I'm sure you would say the same. You know, with we're going to talk about AI in the, in the, in the um, the other episode, and I think that's probably a rabbit hole for you. And live video was a rabbit hole for me. Social media tools and things like that was a rabbit hole for me. So sometimes I think that can be our strategy. But I want mm -hmm. to I want to kind of ask you about this. Because I had the same, I had the same issue. Like, who am I online? Am I Ian the, the professional singer? Am I Ian the marketer? Am I Ian the dad? The what? You know, the, I was about to say the wife, the husband, whatever I am. I, I get confused. Um, so, like, like, and and I and I compartmentalized. So I actually had two Twitter accounts. I was a very early adopter with Twitter, and I my first one was Baritone UK. You know, singer. Uh, and then I then I had my my business one, and I kept them separate, and it was exhausting, like you say. So, ha 
who who are you, Frank? This this sounds like a very deep question, but you know, are you you're an you're an actor, you're an artist, you're a marketer, you're a husband. There's so many different aspects of you. How how do you make sense of that from a maybe from a personal branding point of view? You know, coming onto the show, who are you coming on as? Because it's it's quite a messy thing as as human beings. I, um, and I'd love you to answer that maybe from a personal branding point of view, because I know this is what you work with um, with individuals and brands and businesses and things like that. Yeah, that is a deep question. Uh, who am I coming on as? And I think it goes back to what I was saying about bringing yourself fully to your marketing. So I'm coming on as me and I'm bringing, I'm doing my best to bring my whole self uh, to this podcast. And so I'm coming on as Frank, digital marketer, artist, actor. Um, now it's, um, they're probably, so it's probably digital marketer, actor, artist. Um, something like that in that order. So most of what I do is digital marketing. From a personal branding perspective, I believe that you have to, so it's difficult. Um, certainly for my generation, it's difficult. We're not, we're not, we didn't grow up with these tools. We're not naturally used to being ourselves through digital media. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see what younger generations feel about this because they've, you know, they, they live on their phones from whenever they're allowed to get a phone. Um, but from a personal branding perspective, it's all about learning how to, I think, amplify the relevant attributes. So I'm not one of those people who believes that it's 100% of yourself all the time, because again, that would be exhausting. And we don't, you know, it's not, um, it's not realistic to share 100% of yourself all the time. And I would, I'd almost relate it back to the acting again, in terms of like digital marketing is about telling a story. And so if you, you know, if you watch a great film about somebody's life, it's not their entire life, you can't possibly watch their entire life, the, the director and the writer have to choose, you know, what are the most relevant moments to tell the story of this person's life? How do we, how do we find a through line that we can give the audience that, that gives a picture of the person, but isn't 100% of them 100% of the time, because nobody wants to sit down in the cinema for a lifetime. Um, and so it's about, yeah, the relevant attributes and just amplifying those. So for me, as you know, I'm primarily a digital marketer, I amplify that most. I don't hide the fact I'm an actor. I act a little bit less than I do digital marketing. So it's it's not as big a piece of the pie. Um, and again, then the little rabbit holes I go down, they're, little, they're just, they're barely noticeable in the pie chart. <laughs> now that's that's really, really interesting. And so I, because I, I know that some of my viewers and listeners uh, do do similar kind of things so that they've got their, their main focus, their job, but they also have other things that they do. You know, as human beings these days, it's very rare that we just do one thing. So in your messaging on, say, for example, your website, how does, say, the acting and the artist side of you, how do you, how do you kind of convey that? Do you just say, Frank, the digital marketer? Or you know, how do you kind of like put the other parts of you in, in, into the messaging? 
Um, it most for me currently, it mostly comes out like in my ongoing content in my uh, in my LinkedIn content primarily. So I will frequently talk about I'll talk about anything I'm exploring really. Um, and so uh, right now on the website, we don't we have a very minimal website, so we don't even go into our we don't even have an about page on our website at the moment. Um, it is. We, we are building out our website, so there will be one. And when there is one, again, I will make reference to different things that I do. But obviously, the digital marketing will be the primary, the primary mm -hmm. one. Um, but it's in my ongoing content where I will talk about, you know, I'll talk about Sanford Meisner. I'll talk about, I'll talk about the the uh, correlation between the acting stuff and building a persona. Um, so it's really in the ongoing content that you really get a sense of of who I am more, yeah, in a more rounded kind of way. Oh, that makes sense. And and you, you, as you said, you can't like put everything all the time. Like you can't just like string a big long list of things when when you introduce yourself to somebody, it just gets exhausting. Uh, and I think even on, I think you know, I have an acting website, and and like even on the acting website, I make reference to the digital marketing, and I just I say on the acting website that like for me. It's all about telling stories, whether it's in performance, whether it's visual art, whether it's um, whether it's telling stories for business. It's really all about telling these these very human stories. Yeah, now that's that's so interesting. Well, we're almost out of time, but I just wanted to ask you kind of one more question, really, which is uh, again, it's all about this on um, how we present ourselves online, and, and it's maybe more towards like how how uh, transparent. Uh, how honest, how vulnerable is that? If that's the right word to use, should we be? We've talked about the honesty of who we are and and uh, the fact that we may have lots of different characteristics or lots of different types of jobs. But how, when when we're actually creating content, how honest and and if the word the right word is vulnerable, I don't know because Mark Schaefer, I always remind remind being reminded of. He said to me, "You would not want." A brain, you're about to have brain surgery. You wouldn't want your brain surgeon to be vulnerable about, you know, they've, they've had a bit of a bad day. You don't want to hear that, do you? So like, <laughs> when, when and when isn't it a good idea to talk about maybe the struggles? I like to talk about that on this show. I like to talk about the downs as well as the ups. And we have covered that a little bit today. Um, so what's your view on that? I think that it's a very tricky question. And I think that it's a very... Um, it, every everyone has to figure out their level of vulnerability individually i think i mean i think mark makes a really good point and i think you know i can see people i see people on linkedin for example who are really really vulnerable and share their struggles to the extent that it kind of feels like they're just always struggling and i'm pretty sure that's not the case um, and I don't know, is it, is it, you know, trendy to be vulnerable? Is it that vulnerability gets more engagement? I'm not sure. But if you're, if you're, if you're building a personal brand and it's about your business, then I would go back again to the relevant attributes. So I think it is highly relevant to come across as human. It's very, it's really important to come across as human. So you need to be in some way open you need to let people in a little bit but at the same time what you're trying to do is build a business so 
it's much again you know it's much more relevant to share the more business the more the more business uh, pertinent things mm. so you need to get the um you need to get the, the the vulnerable slice of the pie in proportion i think but that's going to be different for everybody um so it's a very tricky question i um i'm quite a private person so i try to be open and human but i don't share you know i don't share very personal struggles or anything like that um on social media i think everyone has to figure it out for them for themselves and figure out where their comfort level is and figure out what's best for the business yeah sorry to ask you these horrible deep questions frank but you did you did agree to come, come on the show <laughs> it's the last time you'll never come on again it's 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 fascinating it's uh, and i think you're right everyone has a different you have to feel comfortable with this. I think what somebody said to me. I wish I could say there was a formula that I had no. figured out or, you know, but unfortunately, I just don't think there is one. Um, no. And the tricky bit is what you just alluded to there, I think, where you have to be comfortable with it. But then you also, at the same time, for a lot of people starting out with personal branding, none of it feels comfortable. So then. How do you how do you gauge that, you know, okay, I'm uncomfortable with this because I'm putting myself out there versus, oh, I'm uncomfortable with this because I'm oversharing. It's very tricky. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes that's why it is actually very useful to have somebody help you with your personal branding, especially if you're if you're new to it. Absolutely. I think we know somebody who can help. So like, do get in touch with Frank and Marcy to help you with this. And it is, it is a difficult thing to, to navigate. Uh, I, I somebody recommended something somebody very wise said to me don't share if you're if you're currently struggling but you can share afterwards once you've got through it you can share the struggles that you had it and it should always be to help people like I, and I'm quite an empathetic person so I do tend to share my struggles but I want to do that in a way that is the aim of that is to help people and for other bits for I want to understand the struggles that other people are going through. And I said, look, I, I've been through that too. You know, I can, I can help you through that. Um, so you, you, but you have to be, you have to be comfortable. Anyway, we, we are out of time because I do, um, uh, we, we will have you back to talk about AI. What's the, how's the best, um, what, where's the best place to uh, connect with you? Um, are you all across all the socials? Are you dancing on TikTok? Or no, are you just no. on LinkedIn and tell LinkedIn us? Went, went all in on LinkedIn um, a couple of years ago. So right now, LinkedIn is absolutely the best place um, to, to connect. Um, I love it there. I love the conversations. I love connecting with people. So absolutely, yeah, connect with me. Send me a message. Love to connect. And then, of course, the website is, is frankandmarcy.com. Awesome. Well, if you go to frankandmarcy.com, you can connect with Frank and Marcy. Uh, on LinkedIn. The, 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 the links are in the bottom. Well, thanks, Frank. I uh, can't wait to have you back on the show to talk about AI. That's going to be absolutely awesome. Thanks right. a million, Ian. This has been brilliant. Uh, it's been awesome. Well, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. toodaloo.